Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. The Dow comes into today with gains for 13 straight sessions, and that is its longest winning streak since 1987. Optimism around the Fed and earnings are fueling the rally. Today, we're seeing another tech company on the rise. Shares of Meta Platforms are up 8%. The Facebook, Instagram, and Threads owner posted strong sales and gave a rosy outlook. On the earnings call, CEO Mark Zuckerberg discussed the push to grow his latest social media platform. I feel like we're, we're getting to a good place on that with threads. Uh, there's still a lot of basic functionality to build. Once we get to the point where it's at hundreds of millions of people, if, if, assuming we can get there, then we'll worry about monetization. But, I mean, that's basically the playbook that, that, I'm, that we're focused on. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg says for now, threads is ad-free. He won't add advertising until it's on a path to one billion users. That's a milestone Twitter never accomplished. Well, the other major story that we're following this morning, Nathan, centers on the Fed. The central bank raised interest rates by a quarter percentage point, taking rates to the highest level in 22 years. Now, Chair Jay Powell says the Fed has a tough balancing act. It's really a question of how do you balance the two risks, the risk of doing too much or doing too little. And, you know, we, I would say that, um, you know, we're coming to a place where, where there really are risks on both sides. It's hard to say exactly whether, whether they're in balance or not, but... As our, as our stances become more restrictive we, and inflation moderates, we do increasingly face that risk. And yesterday's rate increase was the 11th hike in the last 16 months. So now, Karen, the Fed's either done or very close to it. That's the takeaway from former New York Fed president and Bloomberg opinion columnist Bill Dudley. Chair Powell made it very clear in the, in the press conference that he doesn't see the need to go that much further. You know, the very fact that it's sort of meaning by meaning now tells you that he thinks that, you know, maybe there's one more rate hike, maybe there's no more rate hikes uh, as we go forward. But higher rates could be here for a while. Former New York Fed chief, current Bloomberg opinion columnist Bill Dudley still thinks the Fed stays tighter for longer until inflation comes down to 2%. Well, interest rates are also in focus overseas, Nathan. Economists expect the European Central Bank to tighten policy again today. And Bloomberg's Maria Tadeo is covering the ECB decision from Frankfurt. Now, the European Central Bank is expected to increase rates by 25 basis points, taking the deposit rate to 3.75% as it continues its most aggressive hiking cycle to date in an effort to tame inflation. Now, beyond the monetary policy decision itself, the focus will be on the press conference and any hints we may get from the head of the ECB, Christine Lagarde, in terms of the future path for rates going into September in Frankfurt, Maria today of Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Maria, thank you. Staying in Europe, we have another onslaught of earnings out today, and the results are lifting stocks from England to Italy. Let's get the latest from Bloomberg's Ewan Potts in London. Ewan? 
Good morning, Nathan and Karen. It's the busiest day of the busiest week for European earnings. 83 companies on the Stocks 100 reporting today. Barclays shares one of the big losers here in London. That's after it cut its guidance for net interest margin at its retail bank, signaling the boost from rising rates is coming to an end. France's biggest bank, BNP Paribas, though, beating estimates after tightly controlling costs. Its shares higher in Paris today. An energy giant Shell pledging $5.5 billion in share buybacks, even as profits fall from last year's highs, and earnings beats from consumer goods giant Nestle and from French retailer Carrefour. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak. Ewan, thank you. Well, back here in the U.S., there are new questions about the health of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. That's after he froze mid-sentence during a news conference on Capitol Hill yesterday. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris reports from our 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Senator McConnell abruptly stopped speaking and froze in place for about 20 seconds before being led away by Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, who also happens to be a physician. Hours later, McConnell left his office saying President Biden called to check on him. So the president called to check on me? <laughs> I told him I got sandbagged. Sandbagged, referring to President Biden's recent fall when he stumbled over a sandbag on a stage. McConnell did not answer questions about whether he'd seen a doctor. This comes just months after the 81-year-old McConnell suffered a concussion and broken rib in a fall at a fundraiser in Washington. He was discharged from the hospital on March 25th, but did not return to the Senate until mid-April. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks for that on the Senate Minority Leader, Amy. Meantime, a heat wave continues to engulf large swaths of the U.S. and now the nation's largest electrical grid is declaring an emergency alert for today. Bloomberg's John Tucker has the latest. PJM Interconnection has declared a level one emergency for the 13-state eastern U.S. grid and is calling on all power plants to operate at full capacity. The alert means it's concerned about being able to maintain adequate power reserves today as consumers and businesses turn up air conditioners amid the scorching heat. They also told consumers enrolled in demand response programs to be ready to cut back on their electricity usage. The alert just happens to come on the same day President Biden is unveiling a series of new actions to protect American workers from extreme heat conditions. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. And now it's time to take a look at some of the other stories making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. The investigation has begun into a collapsing crane at a New York City construction site. Yesterday's collapse in Manhattan sent workers and residents scrambling for cover at 10th Avenue and 41st Street. The crane had been pouring concrete 45 stories up when a fire broke out, sending the boom crashing into another building before falling to the street. New York City Fire First Deputy Commissioner James Pfeiffer. And as the fire heats the cable, the cable weakens to a point where it loses its strength, and that's where the collapse occurred. Eleven people were injured, but fortunately, no one was killed. What's next now that the plea deal in Hunter Biden's criminal case unraveled during a court hearing in Delaware? A federal judge raised concerns about the terms of the agreement. President Biden's son was charged with two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax. He was also set to accept a plea deal that included a third charge of possession of a handgun by a drug user. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Hunter Biden is a private citizen and the White House will not be commenting on the ongoing situation. This was an independent investigation that was uh, that was overseen by the Department of Justice. We've, as we've been very clear, they are independent. We give them uh, the space to do th to do their work. We believe in the rule of law. 
Hunter Biden had been expected to plead guilty after making an agreement with prosecutors who were planning to recommend two years of probation. Donald Trump says he wants to see President Joe Biden impeached. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. Trump is following the lead of several others, including Ron DeSantis, saying earlier this week that the business dealings of Hunter Biden and possible involvement with the president are grounds for impeachment. While this started on the flanks of the right, it has gained some footing running toward the middle, especially with Trump allies. But sources say behind closed doors, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, say that they really don't know much about the president's involvement in his son's business dealings. But with Trump jumping in, it now does change the dynamics. In San Francisco, I'm at Baxter Bloomberg Daybreak. Toll cheats cost New Jersey more than $117 million last year. According to the Turnpike Authority and Delaware River Joint Toll Bridge Commission, it's a chronic problem that officials say has become even worse since the pandemic. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashow. Thanks, Nathan. Carlos Rodon was the Yankees' prized free agent signing of the offseason. Got a six-year deal, but then missed the first half of the season and then struggled on the road. Came into the Subway Series finale at the stadium 0-3 with a 7 ERA, but Rodon pitched into the sixth inning. Gave up just one run, four hits. Yankees beat the Mets 3-1. Rodon's manager is Aaron Boone. It's been a long road for him. You know, I remember sitting up here when we signed him and how meaningful it was to him. And then to have, you know, a couple setbacks there in spring training that slowed him, you know, definitely wore on him and ate at him. And he, you know, he hated not being out there with us. Jose Quintana, like Rihanna, lefty who signed in the offseason, was then injured, took the loss. He's now 0-2 for the Mets, who hosts Washington tonight. The Yankees are in Baltimore tomorrow. Sounds as if Aaron Judge is going to make his return from the injured toe. He's been out since early June, and obviously he has been sorely missed. Also sounds like the Angels are not going to trade Shohei Otani before Tuesday's deadline. They just acquired a pitcher, Lucas Giolito, from the White Sox. Contract extension for baseball commissioner Rob Manfred. He's had the job since 2015, and he'll now have it through at least 2029. Women's World Cup in New Zealand, a rematch of the 2019 Cup Final that the U.S. won. They trailed until a Lindsay Horan had her 60th minute. Game ended 1-1. Both teams likely to advance. When the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, they got his contract from Green Bay. Owed him $110 million. It would have put them in salary... Rodgers and the Jets have agreed to restructure the deal, and Rodgers has agreed to take less money. Andrew Thomas getting a lot more. The Giants Pro Bowl tackle just got a five-year extension. $117 million, $67 million guaranteed. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. 
Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. It is a big beat for a big name in tech. We are watching shares of Meta Platforms surge in the pre-market after revenues and the sales forecast for the current quarter came in better than expected. Is Mark Zuckerberg's year of efficiency starting to pay off at the Facebook parent company? Let's get reaction from someone who has been very bullish on the broader tech story for quite some time. Dan Ives is with us this morning, Senior Equity Research Analyst at Wedbush Securities. Dan, it's good to speak with you again. Is this about the cost-cutting that we've seen at Meta Platforms, or does this say something about a better economic picture going forward for tech? Yeah, Nathan, this is not just efficiency. This is actually digital advertising that's starting to ramp back up to double-digit growth. They should have had Rocky II movie playing in the background during that conference call, because this is a Rocky Balboa-like comeback for Zuckerberg and Facebook. Just a huge, not just for Facebook, but also for big tech in terms of digital advertising comeback, a huge print. Yeah, we know how Meta Platforms has been uh, pretty beaten down in the last several quarters here. Where do you see the momentum going when it comes to digital advertising, particularly after what we saw uh, from Alphabet, the uh, parent company of Google, and the better-than-expected results on digital advertising there? Is it going to be sustained? I think right now there's an inflection point. You're seeing an uptick digital advertising. We're seeing an uptick in cloud that's a green light for tech because that really shows the best barometers, Meta and Google seeing an uptick. And that's important in terms of the broader tech market. I also think for Meta, they're focused now on AI as that next step, three-legged stool. And you sort of combine this all with that install base. If you're a bull right now, you're drinking your coffee, smiling, because this is going to be a great day for Meta. Well, tell me a little bit more about how Meta could use AI going forward here. Is it going to be about development that Meta can do in the artificial intelligence space, or is it going to be about how Meta uses AI as it already is? It's really the latter. It's about how they're going to focus more for advertisers, more targeting, more ability for the consumer to get ultimately personalized messages, personalized data. That's how they're ultimately going to look at this in terms of monetization of AI. This is going to happen sooner than expected. The ironic thing, they're spending more on AI than Meta first. And I think uh, that name change maybe came a little too soon. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Does this mean that uh, the focus for Meta and for investors in Meta is going to be more on sort of those legacy, for lack of a better word, products that the Meta has, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, and now Threads, as opposed to the Metaverse bet that even on the call, Mark Zuckerberg was saying he still thinks it's going to be the, the right bet? Yeah, the hearts and lungs of this story are Facebook, are Instagram. That's the core. That's what's happened with engagements. That's the advertising uptick. And when you look at AI, it's about monetizing that install base. Metaverse, they'll talk the game, but realistically, that is now put in the back of that closet. The door's shut. It's next to that piece of paper you haven't seen in 10 years. Is Threads still going to be a thing a year from now, Dan? I think Threads is really going to significantly decline from an again. You're already seeing it. I think it sounded great for 48 hours. I don't view it as a Twitter killer. It's additive. For them, there's no risk. But but ultimately, I think this is going to be an ever-like uphill battle to have success on Threads. I think many are seeing that over the last week. 
Only got about a minute left here, but in the time we have left, I got to ask you about Microsoft. That's been kind of the outlier so far in tech with the shares falling nearly 4% yesterday on the disappointing Azure cloud business. Is Microsoft still a buy for you? I think that stock going down was a gift because if you look at the cloud story, Microsoft, it is just starting. That's a typical playbook for Nadella. Be conservative out of the gate. Bears will take it down. You look where it is in the next month, three months. Now, I'm, I think this is a three and a half trillion dollar market. No one is leading more AI than cloud. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.